Hello, I'm Trevor Simpson, Associate Editor for Hotel News Now, and I'm alongside the Vice President of Revenue and Distribution Strategy at Pyramid Global Hospitality, Priya Chanani. Priya, how are you? Well done pronouncing my last name, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lot of pressure on me to get it right. I'm doing really well. Thank you. I mean, it's a great conference. It has been. It's always a great conference every year. Um, and I'm looking forward to having wine with my, my industry colleagues and friends in a little bit. So, Yeah. So if you hear the, the background noise, we're at the Hotel Data Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Opening reception going on behind us right now. So... Ignore that. Just listen to our voices. That's, That's right. The important part. So to start off with, leisure demand was the strong driver out of the pandemic. How is it holding up in 2023, and what does the future hold? Um, I think it's still holding up uh, in 2023. We've seen a softening in leisure demand, and I think it's kind of created some flurry of concern, right? Um, but if you were to look at 2019 in terms of demand, uh, occupancies have still stayed consistent. Where we are seeing a decline is ADR to the prior year. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that um, last year was a great year, right? I mean, we, we had um, lesser of the outbound travel that we've seen this year. Um, we, we saw um, more of the spend uh, toward experiences and destinations. And for a hotel portfolio like mine, that was an, an amazing thing for, for our properties. Some of that demand's just stabilizing at this point, Trevor. It, it has nothing to do with, oh my God, we're seeing a slip in demand. It's simply ADRs are starting to see a slight dip. And it's primarily because of uh, our premium room types. We're not selling as many suites or bungalows or villas as we did in the past years. Um, but our pricing was so much higher last year than it is this year. It's simply a question of uh, adjusting down that pricing slightly for the premium room types, but continuing to hold rate for um, for for our other room types. Yeah, last year was just so strong that it was bound to happen. Yeah, I think if in, in any ways, I mean, we heard Adam this morning. It's really a normalizing of demand mm -hmm. uh, than it is um, gloom and doom. Right. What about the other travel segments? Is group still trending up? And how is business travel recovery? Group's been amazing for us this year. We, we've started to see that rebound. Um, Q1 and Q2 were fantastic. We are seeing a dip in Q3. Uh, if you have to look at group demand to the prior year. Um, and Q4, where I know everyone's expressing concern, we, we, we're seeing a pretty strong Q4 currently. Um, Q1 of 2024 still remains a concern, but the year 2024 is exceptionally strong for groups. So I, I do think that 2024 will be the year for groups. Yeah. Um, and it, it, the focus for us is layering in that group effectively. So mm -hmm. finding um, pockets where we truly need the group demand to be able to continue to leverage our transient rate efficiency. Um, I am never a huge fan of discounting. I always think, you know, the best thing to do is a rational pricing strategy mm -hmm. that allows you to find, um, to, to protect your transient rate efficiency, but also find that um, optimal pricing for, for your room type. So uh, group, to me, will be key in building strong foundation that allows us to continue 
uh, with rational pricing strategy and protect that transient rate efficiency. Mm. And what about on the business travel side? Our, our portfolio, Trevor, on the luxury um, and leisure, uh, we, we've never done that much in terms of BT to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for group, corporate, yeah. we're starting to uh, see some of that rebound. Um, but I don't think BT is ever going to be as strong as it was in 2019 if you right. look at you know index. I also think, and this is me, and I know I've had a, a couple of conversations with my industry colleagues on this, uh, the lines are so gray with market segmentation. How do you even know what corporate is at this time, right? Uh, Steph's taking credit for leisure, uh-huh. right? But how do you truly define what leisure is if I'm um, spending the weekend with my family but coming in Monday for an amazing conference such as this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's the problem. Um, I think there are a lot of gray areas around market segment. They have been for, for a while now, but we're creatures of habit and we love our market segmentation and we love the mix Um, to me what's more relevant is channel so we are starting to see an uptick in GDS channels our consortia is exceptionally strong Um, and so we are going to continue to invest and leverage that Uh, we are seeing an uptick in group as I told you and that is definitely uh, highly lucrative for our hotels and we want to continue to invest um, in, in that segment mm-hmm. specifically and continue to leverage presence on uh, through our direct channels as well as through our global distribution framework. Yeah. And then looking forward to 2024, I didn't prepare any questions about a recession going into today, but I heard a little bit of chatter that it's of concern. How is a potential recession affecting your 2024 budget plan? Um, we are certainly relying on our co-star reporting to give us, um, you know, market information. Um, I, I'd like to believe Adam, you know, when he says, hey, it's going to be short term. I think we're all hoping for that. Um, based on the demand trends we're seeing currently, uh, we are staying conservative on the occupancy side, but continuing to drive that rate forward. We, we still see potential for rate. Um, and I think for, for my portfolio specifically, uh, our reliance on group is, is, is really what we think will drive some of that demand as well as that rate for next year. Yeah. Another topic that I've heard a lot about today is international travel. What are you seeing in terms of international inbound travel so far this year? Um, yeah, we definitely inbound travel, not as high as outbound travel, yeah. right? And we're seeing that consistently through the portfolio. I will tell you, I think with, uh, you know, 2024, there was an announcement made recently for uh, visa requirements to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I am being hopeful that that means we'll have more people that will stay within North America and come stay at our beautiful destination properties. <laughs> so, um there's 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 certainly uh, you know some volatility in those trends to to, to see. Um, I do think for a lot of people there was a, a restriction on international travel for a long time, and this is probably the first year where you know people ventured outside of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, certainly the the strength of the dollar, you know, encourages more of that international travel. Uh, Maybe next year is a different story. Mm. 
we've talked in the past about how the pandemic led to more collaboration in the commercial strategy space. What are some more steps that can be taken to improve that collaboration? Um, in, the, in the commercial yes. space? First, no more talking about pandemic. It's such a bad word. Um, I, I think it's an evolution. I really do. I think so much of, you know, during the pandemic, you could almost see a, a lot of companies starting to get more collaborative in the marketing, in the sales, in the revenue space. Uh, a lot of us now have chief commercial officers, which right. I think is great because we've lived in these silos for so long, right? That ability to have uh, your key leaders in revenue generation come together and support a common goal mm -hmm. uh, is, is always encouraging across the portfolio. And I think it has served us well uh, during the pandemic and, and coming out of it. Uh, how do I see it evolving? I think, you know, again, this is my personal passion, the, the world of total profit management, but I think the, the ability of commercial to influence not just room revenue, but also food and beverage, spa, cabanas. Um, we're partnering with, you know, so many uh, technology companies right now that allow us the ability to serve up an experience on our own website uh, rather than having it piecemealed or, you know, bulked into a package that we think you want to buy this is you saying hey you know come stay with us and we'll arrange for a picnic on the beach and a helicopter right on the cliffs you know it's, it's yeah. that uh, selling of a dream or building an experience rather than hey we've got a room do you want to buy it I don't think anyone wants to do that anymore I think it is about um, living your experience today and if we can create the technological environment if that's a word, and then, you know, uh, complement it with sales, marketing, and revenue. Uh, I think that that is the key to, to a successful hotel. Yeah. Uh, and I think commercial enterprise will, commercial, the commercial team will continue to evolve accordingly. Right. Speaking of technology, over at Hitech HSMAI in Toronto in June, one of the main topics was automation and AI. Where's pyramid at in terms of automation and AI use? Uh, so we're, we're getting there. How about that? Right. Yeah. I, I think um, technology has been uh, a challenge for us across the industry. Um, I, I think that there's a higher adoption today of machine learning and, you know, RMS platforms that drive, that are driven through AI than there ever has been before. And so much is that of that is to me, a result of uh, opportunity. Mm -hmm. we, we found success uh, implementing revenue management in the world of rooms, and we started with paper sheets and pencils, right? right? And then we evolved to Excel and thought we were rock stars, and today we've got amazing technology that supports that vision. Yeah. But we have opportunity through... Um, People say ancillary. I don't like calling it ancillary. Other revenue streams, I think, is is true, right? Because at the end of the day, you're running a hotel, and rooms is not the only thing that you can you can yield. So, um, I I think the the adoption, the high adoption rate for Pyramid Global as well as across the industry, is a result of opportunity. That ability to say I can let a system take the busy work off of my plate. Um, while I can guide it through strategy, you know, and, and I think there's there's 
a high level of sophistication with room revenue management, allowing a strategic leader to now focus on other revenue channels Mm -hmm. and build some level of sophistication and structure there that can create profitability for the the hotel. Um, We've had conversations multiple times now, Trevor, about how um, if you take inflation into consideration, you know, our rates are still nowhere close to the levels of where 2019 was. Um, Even prior to that, REFR was pretty flat. Mm-hmm. It stayed consistent, you know, with maybe a two or three percent accounting for inflation. So, in a lot of ways, um, this is a great wake-up call for us to say, yes, we're establishing, and we'll, we will continue to establish opportunity with room revenue management. But how do we continue to challenge ourselves to leverage other revenue channels and be more profitable within that space? I think it's low-hanging fruit. I really do. I think. Yeah. There's huge opportunity there. Um, we just need to bring a certain level of sophistication and thought to how we want to go about that. Yeah. And that we are doing at Pyramid Global. Yeah. Um, you know, through uh, golf, through cabanas, through spa. Um, it, it's it's certainly not as sophisticated as room revenue management is mm-hmm. today, um, but it's a start. Right. Got to start somewhere. Absolutely. So final question, broadly, Priya, what are some goals that you have for Pyramid for the rest of the year in heading into 2024? Um, For me, my personal goal is to ensure that a team um, walks into 2024 highly motivated and excited for the year. Uh, you know, I mentioned that at my panel today. There's this high level of fatigue. There has to be. We've we've gone through some exceptional lows and some exceptional highs in the past two years. Uh, we've had challenges with staffing. We've um, uh, had challenges with family members falling ill. We've had challenges with personal health. But through all of it, again, it speaks to the resilience of this industry and our teams. We have not only survived it, we have come around successful, but there will be a certain level of uh, take deep breath and calm it down, right? So I think for me, uh, this year is about celebrating the team and their efforts and um, motivating them for 2024. there will always be ups and downs, but you will go through them together. And I think that that's the huge, that's a huge focus. Um, on, a, on a business level, there's a high focus on group. So high investment, high focus on how we layer in group for next year. Um, and I think just for, for me, continue to protect, you know, the great gains we have made in the last few years. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything you want to add? No, good. Okay, awesome. Thank you for taking the time, Priya. Thanks, Trevor. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Devon Reed. I'm Omari Head. And I'm Chris Henry. We're the hosts of the Next Gen and Lodging podcast on the Hotel News Now podcast network. It's a monthly show in which we interview a new generation of hoteliers to get their insights into a variety of disciplines and topics from finance to food and beverage and hotel operations. Listen to us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.